the start of a brand new year and with that means that some of us will be starting the journey of trying to tackle a few or maybe one or two new New Year's resolutions. And today I'm going to talk about New Year's resolutions in this special episode of the Total Body Training Podcast, which is called 10 New Year's Resolutions, Fitness Goals 2020. So what we're going over here is... New Year's resolutions in ways that maybe you hadn't thought about them, fitness goals, and just overall wellness and health goals that I think can really benefit people. And we're gonna go ahead and get started. So the first one on my list of 10 New Year's resolutions is hitting a new strength PR. All right, what does that mean? Oh, and before I get started, I'm not going to focus so much on talking necessarily about weight loss or anything like that. This is more about health and wellness and just like how to make your fitness life more interesting, how to make your health and wellness better. So just keep in mind that that's not what I'm gonna talk about here, though we have other episodes that you can uh, see on our Spotify and anywhere else that you can watch or listen to our podcast. So back to the first suggestion. The first one on here is getting a new strength PR. Now I am a big fan of hitting PR. So what does you know, PR stand for? It stands for personal record. And what that means is have you or do you know how much weight you can squat for one rep, deadlift for one rep, and bench for one rep? So essentially, have you ever tried maxing out? doing your all-out max effort for one squat or one deadlift or one bench. And a lot of people have it. If you're an average gym goer, that's something that maybe you just haven't even explored or really done. And the sport that focuses on this the most is powerlifting and Olympic weightlifting. And you don't necessarily have to be a powerlifter and Olympic weightlifter to do these activities. It's something that anybody can do and everybody's welcome to. Now you might be thinking, well, John, like, what's the point of that? If my whole goal is to lose weight and get in shape, why would I wanna know how much I can do once? I mean, is that really gonna help me? Well, the reason for doing that is that you can establish a baseline of where your strength's at and then check on it another six weeks or 12 weeks or 24 weeks away and see if you've improved. And so not only that, but you as a beginner will be surprised when you figure out how much weight you can actually do. Or maybe underwhelmed. Some people who are beginners get underwhelmed. But it's been my experience that most beginners, when they're taught correctly how to set their one rep maxes for the squat, bench, and deadlift, which is what we focus on here because our base is you know, bodybuilding and powerlifting here, that when they get those numbers, they're usually pretty, pretty happy about them. And the cool thing about that is that For some of us, we develop this excitement about what our next PR will be. And you might think this is strange, and I felt the same way before I started lifting really heavy, but then I figured out that it's actually a lot of fun to progressively build and see just how strong you're getting. It's it's fun for you, and it gives you a mark in your fitness, uh, like a a goal to have in mind in your fitness. So let let me explain. Let's say that you're a beginner and you go and you test your one rep max for the squat and you get, I don't know, 150 pounds. Well, then you can start to estimate, well, 150 pounds wasn't so bad. So if I'm consistent with working out, maybe in a couple months I can do 200 or maybe I can do 250, right? So what this does is it pushes you to continue to progress with your fitness goals. And if you enjoy it, it can actually be a lot of fun. And I think that if you're enjoying your workouts and you're enjoying your goals that you're working towards, that you will be more likely to hit things like toning up and losing weight because you're going through the process of working out and taking care of your body. 
So that is my first suggestion. Uh, the second suggestion on here that I've got on here is to run a 5K or greater. I came from running marathons before I got really heavily into weightlifting. I was running 5Ks, 10Ks, and I ran a full marathon. And you know, I still have it on my bucket list to eventually do an Ironman, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not training for that right now. My point here is that having those kinds of goals, kind of like the PR goals, are great because it gives you something that's fun, new, and exciting. If you've never ran a 5K, or if you have ran a 5K, you'll know that when you go there, there's a lot going on, there's a lot of energy in the room, and a lot of people doing different in there, in, 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 at the place, and there's just so much, so many people that you can meet and socialize with, and you've got all these vendors, and there's food, and there's drinks, there's just, it's a good time, and I think that, if you're going to do this fitness thing, it's important for you to pick things that are small little goals that will actually be fun for you. I think that running 5Ks and the whole community around it is a lot of fun. Now, if you're like me, if you start to make this a habit, what you're gonna wanna do is PR with your 5Ks. So going back to rule number one. So for example, let's say that you run a 5K and you did it in 35 minutes, right? Maybe the next time you wanna try for 34 or 34 and a half, or maybe you wanna get even lower than that. Just doing these 5Ks or these long distance runs can help you set new goals. Now, if you've done a 5K, maybe the time is to, maybe the goal should be that you do a 10K or you know, in a year you do a full marathon, something like that. Now, you know, given some of these goals might conflict, so if you're running a full marathon and you're trying to lift really, really heavy, you might find that there's a struggle there, so I definitely suggest that if you're trying to achieve more than one fitness goal that you consult with somebody like myself who can help you figure out how to make these goals happen or if they're realistic for working together. All right, the next one on here is uh, learning a fun move. Uh, this was a suggestion that I got off of Meg Squats' page over on YouTube last year for 2019, and it's actually a goal that I do. So learning a new move could be just learning how to do something cool with your body. So maybe you dip into something like yoga and you say, I wanna be able to do a headstand, or I wanna be able to do a handstand. Maybe. The goal for you is that you want to do something weird like a one-arm snatch, like a clean and jerk or something like that, a one-arm snatch. I don't think I'm saying that right, but you get the point. There are lots of weird fitness exercises that you can do and cool movements that you can do with your body that not everybody knows how to do, but actually, if you train for them, can actually be simpler than they are. So for example, I like to do headstands, forearm stands, um, you know, all sorts of yoga movements, so maybe you get into something like that and then you pick out a movement that seems difficult for you to do, and by the end of the year, you'll have gotten it down if you've stuck with it. So that's a fun one to get down. Number four is, here we go, um, try a new training modality. All right, so what do I mean by that? If you have been doing more of a bodybuilding regimen, so you've been doing higher volume, maybe you should consider doing a lower volume regimen. So maybe you should switch over to more of a power building or a powerlifting regimen that challenges more of your strength. If you've been doing, let's say, powerlifting or bodybuilding and you're starting to grow tired of that and you can't find a way to make it more interesting, maybe try Olympic weightlifting or try CrossFit or try something else. I believe that trying new training modalities can be really valuable for keeping yourself in the game. Now, if you're training for something, like you're trying to be a bodybuilder, which I have no real, I mean, I understand the logistics of that, but I'm not in the bodybuilding world. But let's say that um, you have a very clear cut goal. Like for example, I'll use one that I do know, um, powerlifting. Let's say that your legitimate goal is to squat, bench, and deadlift, and to do that at a really heavy rate, or a really heavy weight, 
you might have to think about when or why you're gonna change modalities before you do it. But if you're just your average gym goer and you're starting to get burnt out on doing what you've been doing the same old, same old, maybe changing the modality or the training style that you're using will benefit you just psychologically and also just physically. Because sometimes when you train in a different style, you can notice that your body uses different muscle groups or smaller little muscles that you don't normally use. At least that's been my experience. All right, the next one on here is eating cleaner. Okay, number five. All right, we focus a lot this time of the year on losing weight. And I think that having a clear cut weight loss goal is important. However, maybe it's not what you should be doing. If you've been trying to lose weight or tone up and you're in your 40s or in your 50s and you've been trying for a really long time and you just can't seem to fit it and you start diets and you stop them or you know you try to change your lifestyle and you can't, then maybe just making smaller adjustments will be better. So my recommendation is that you try to do something like eat clean for most of the week and then have one or two cheat meals maybe throughout the week, just something that's a little bit easier. If you're Maybe eating cleaner means that you are going to eat a few less carbs, which there's nothing wrong with carbs, but like cut back a little bit on your carbs and make sure that you're eating leaner meats and eating leaner protein and getting some vegetables in your diet. So that's a common thing, especially here in Texas, people not eating any of their veggies. So maybe what I'm saying, not maybe, but what I'm saying is find some small way that you can make your diet a little bit cleaner and you might notice that you start to feel better and you start to see some changes in your body. And also, that can lay a good foundation for when you actually want to try something that's a little bit more strict, a little bit of a harder diet or a cut for losing weight. All right, the next one is meal prepping. That's number six. Okay, meal prepping is the way to go. The reason, and let me explain. I meal prep for five to six days of the week. Sometimes I do all seven in advance. So that means on Sundays I get up, I cook all my food for almost all my meals except for breakfast for the entire week. And then I've got them in my fridge and in my freezer and it makes my life hella easy because I don't have to cook during the week. This will save you time, it'll save you money, it also makes sure that you're staying on track with your nutrition plan a little bit more effectively. So if you're on a nutrition plan, you know that your, your, your amount of carbs, your macros, your fats, your proteins, everything like that, if you know what they are, and you're just picking up and you're eating as you go along, you're probably more than likely going to slip up more often than likely. So my recommendation is that people prep everything in advance. And there's lots of videos online that can teach you how to do that. Meal prepping will save you time, it'll save you money, and it'll help you stick to a nutrition plan more easily. Uh, the next one is do yoga. Okay, <laughs> I don't teach yoga but I am a huge fan of it. It helps me out physically and it helps me out mentally a lot. What does that mean? Well, I carry a lot of stress in my body from lifting weights and from you know just being athletic, being an athlete. And yoga, I find, when I do that, it decreases my chances of injury due to all the heavy weightlifting and the running and things that I do, the fatigue that I take, and it also gives me mental clarity. So when I go into yoga, I'm focusing on the movements that I'm doing, I'm focusing on harnessing the strength of my mind and my body and bridging the gap between these two things, and so I feel really strongly that it's a great form of physical flexibility, improving your flexibility, reducing the chances of injury, and also just making yourself a little bit less stressed and a little bit more clear-minded because it is a form of meditation. Uh, the next one on here is meditate. <laughs> Number eight. All right, 
you know, I think sometimes when people think of meditation, they think of something that is really spiritual or can be some kind of spiritual practice, and it can be for some people, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, I think for myself and many people who aren't so into, you know, those kinds of spiritual practices, that meditation is just simply this. It's the art of learning how to be very present and be focused. And so there are lots, so what meditation can help you do is just be there. If you've ever been reading a book and you find that halfway through reading a, a page or two, your mind starts to drift and think about something that someone said to you or you know, uh, something else entirely. Or if you've ever been eating food and you find that by the time that you're done eating it, you're completely lost with what you were thinking about, you didn't even taste your food. Or if you've ever driven somewhere and you barely felt like you experienced the drive, you just got to your home or the location that you're going to and you didn't really focus on anything, your mind was drifting around, that's because our minds are constantly racing and constantly not staying still. And so what meditation does is it helps you to be still and to be focused. And when you're focused, it makes you into a sharper, more effective human. It makes you think more clearly and make better decisions and be more present there for your loved ones and be more present there for your work and just be more present for the joy that is life. So. I strongly recommend that uh, for people to meditate, you don't have to treat it like a spiritual practice, like I said. In fact, a good way to get on track with your meditation is to use a Headspace. It's an app that I currently use that helps me stay on track with meditating. It gives me really simple, easy to follow, five minute, 10 minute, or 15 even longer minute meditations. I recommend that if you're gonna do that, you start off with the basics course. You try to meditate for five minutes a day for at least 10 days, and then you grow from there if you enjoy it. Now, just like weightlifting or sports uh, or any other craft or skill, you do have to build up a tolerance for it. You do have to you know, slowly work at improving at it. It's something that I struggle with, especially if I haven't done it in a long time. Uh, if you haven't lifted weights in a long time, you're gonna get sore. If you haven't meditated in a long time, you might get annoyed and you might get frustrated. Some people fall asleep. There's all sorts of stuff that happens, but I guarantee you that if you can stick through it within a couple months, you're going to feel like, man, I'm really glad that I did this because it's really improved my mental clarity. All right, the next one on the list today is picking out a hobby. All right, this one's a good one. Man, do you have a hobby? <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't. A lot of us, we, and it's for a good reason. Many of us, we have work, or we have work and we have school, or we have work and we have kids, and we have a family and we have a spouse, or we have no, no, no spouse, but we have kids. So maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, I mean a mom who works all the time and is busy and you just have your kids, or something like that. A lot of us are really busy. And for many of us, we sort of lose the ability to have fun doing anything besides going out and drinking <laughs> with people to relieve stress. Now, I am a big fan of going out and having a drink, but I think that it's always a great idea to have some kind of hobby that you enjoy doing because it helps you de-stress from the entire world. For me, my hobby, well, I have a few. <laughs> So it's unfair. Uh, you know, yoga is a big one in the physical space, like yoga, uh, you know, getting away from 
lifting weights, which I've done for many years, and focusing on a new training modality like yoga is really great for me. But I'd like to pick one that isn't uh, fitness related that also gives me benefit, which is acting. I do improv acting. I take classes, and uh, you know, it's comedy based, sometimes drama based acting. That is a real nice relief from everything else and the daily stresses that I'm doing in the world. It lets me hit the reset button um, when when I step away. It helps me say, okay, I'm done with work for now, and then now I'm going to focus on this acting thing and uh, have a good time and then come back to my regular world, right? I think that you can learn a lot about yourself when you have a hobby and you can also help yourself de-stress while you're focused on something besides the regular rigmarole of the things that you do day in and day out. So that is a strong suggestion that I have for you to do, is to pick up some kind of hobby. Now maybe that hobby could be that you used to play basketball when you are in high school and you want to start playing basketball again. You want to do some pickup basketball games. Or maybe that hobby can be as simple as crocheting or going, maybe you skateboarded like I do when you were younger and you want to pick that up or, you know, just as long as it's something that benefits you and makes you feel better and de-stressed by the end of it, then um, I think that's a, a worthwhile investment. Ooh, sorry people, I'm yawning a lot today. Oh man, <clears throat> it's been a long week. Okay, and the last one on here isn't so much a physical one, it's called journaling. <laughs> journaling is a good way to reflect on either ways that you want to improve or ways that you can improve or just keeping track of things that happen to you day in and day out. Now I like to use journaling as a way of clearing my mind. So let's say that I've got a few concerns on my mind. Uh, like I've got something going on with family, I've got things going on with work, I've got things going on with the acting that I do, I've got just things going on in general. They can start to bog down on you and you can start to have uh, the feeling that you know maybe you've got too much going on or you're, you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed by everything that you've going, got going on. A good way to help you parse out what's really bothering you or what's actually stressing you out or, or just life in general is to journal, is to write down how you're feeling and then try to rationalize through the things that are true that you're thinking and the things that aren't true about what you're thinking. It can help you solve your own life problems more effectively if you talk to yourself through writing about yourself to yourself in a journal. So that's what I like to do. Another thing that people do when they journal is write down gratitude, things that they're grateful for. I did that for a long time the year before last, so just writing down something that you're grateful for every morning can really help you out with just being better at life and feeling better. All right, people. This is it for today's episode of the Total Body Training Podcast. If you would like to come and work out with us here at Total Body Training, click the link in the description section where you can get one free workout class at Total Body Training. All right, until next time, peace. So I went from a size 16 to a size 6'7", and I've lost currently about 60 pounds with TBT. I've lost 60 pounds since I started here, and the body fat that I've lost is 16.2%. I've definitely noticed a lot in like those hard to reach areas, the muffin top, the back fat. It's really slipped down for me. The weightlifting, it's definitely kept me toned, and it's definitely kept me confident to where I can you know, show my legs because I have great quads, you know, with TBT or my arms because I, I can pull myself up or lift. Total Body Training um, offers a uh, one-time uh, free tra training session. So you come in, you get a great workout, and you can decide if you want to join. And definitely you're going to want to join because you won't regret the free workout.